I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like John Kelly, Jemmery, and Lisa Patterson. Coming up on TMS, professional Morticia. Welcome to La Quinta, California. The Borg Queen and the Christmas Prince. Strange things are afoot at the CVS. Dodge trucks are Ford tough. Embalming for dummies. Follow your dead dreams. Dongle nostalgia. Haunted by smoking butts. We like Mike. Red on air prints. Smelling the right tree. Elijah Blue Diamond Almond. White pages. Red flags. Freak in for two with Wendy and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Okay, guys, so I'm here at my friend's house, and um, it's so weird because a couple nights ago, I think on Tuesday, I had a dream that a young lady with blonde hair named Christy haunted me. Smoking butt. The Morning Stream. We're not toys, we're action figures. Good morning and welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Hello. Hello. It's hey, really good of Miley Cyrus to tell us about her uh, her dreams. That's oh my cool. gosh, it does sound like her. Okay, guys, really... so... Oh, weird. <laughs> it didn't occur to me when I recorded it. Also, I don't know why she's so left ear heavy. Okay, guys. So I think some phones are. Oh, just... she's not in my like in my ear. She sounds fine. But, oh, good. Uh, that must yeah. mean Discord gives us mono output or something. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Although when I hear your songs on FilmSack, they're in full stereo, so I don't know how that works. Well, good. Yeah, as they should be. Yeah, they yes. sound great. Uh, well, watch. I mean, they they come through great. They may not sound great, but they come through great. How's that? <laughs> they come great. They come through good enough that YouTube dings us for uh, copyright every time we. Yeah, get it. it blows my mind. Uh, yep. All right, goal for twenty twenty four: learn to play the ukulele or the guitar well enough that I can <laughs> accompany myself for my own. Uh, yeah, film sack karaoke. I'd That's be really curious though. Would it? Do you think it would um, still? Well, I don't know what their robots no, are like. Wouldn't. wouldn't catch it. Okay. Probably definitely not. wouldn't yeah. yeah it's pretty great 
Uh, hello, everybody. Hope you're doing all right. Uh, welcome to the show. It is cold here. We are cold today. Is it? It's a. Uh colder today mm. high of 67 i mean fall has definitely settled in on the uh, uh on the denver metro yeah that's that's a that's a fall that's nice fall temperature we're at 50 perfect, today yeah. with a high of uh mm, high of 54 cold. is all wow yeah that is much colder yeah. than here. don't love it uh but we we warm up by uh let's see Oh, I, I, that's a big lie. It will be a high of 67 today. Big lie. <laughs> Which is us, too. Okay, yeah. Awesome. Cool. My new widget is confusing me, but I think I've now figured it out. Oh, yeah. I haven't set up widgets yet. It's pretty good. Um, widgets. I don't love the whole... I have a habit. I don't know about you. You have certain computing habits, you know? Lots of them. Yes. One of my habits is when I delete something, mm-hmm. not, not always immediately, but pretty quickly... I will click somewhere empty in the desktop, which automatically selects Finder, right? Yes, correct. And then I will Command-Shift-Delete, which will empty the trash. It's a shortcut yeah. for emptying trash. And uh, it only works if you're if you're in a Finder window or a trash window because that's where the mm-hmm. shortcut is tied to. So sure. I'm just used to doing that. Well, the way these new widgets work is for you to see them. Yeah. Uh, and it's actually kind of cool. I just cannot get my habit around it. Is you just click anywhere in the desktop, single click, and all windows move oh, out of the way. Oh, everything just, it's like, ba-boom, yeah. everything's gone. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, it all thing. shifts out of the way, and then you just see whatever you want to see. And then when you click again, they all come back in. It's pretty great. Wow. I think there's a key on the keyboard that used to do that, or still does. But um, it, it I just kept doing it to delete things, and, and it'd be on a live show. So I'd be talking to you. And I'd click in the and thing. All, of a sudden, all, all my your windows shows are gone. <laughs> yeah. So like the video showing the people at home are just seeing a weird blank thing because your because your thing gets moved out of the way and yeah, like everything gets moved and so I can't. I had to change it. I had to turn that <laughs> off. You can turn it off. It's not not hard, but but I I do like sure. it as a feature. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, I do. I like it as well. Uh, so now I just I shortcut can, key it is all I do now. So it works fine. Yeah. But they're fun. Cool. I like they're, also being put them where I want them. I, I like them a lot. I can't wait until they put in. Th- there'll be more. They're going to add a ton. Right now, it's all their basics. Um, yeah, it's mostly stuff the phone already did. So it works just like that. Uh, yeah. But I, I look forward to when it'll let me do like uh, oh I don't know like uh, um, you know I, I use YouTube Music now for my music <laughs> service. I want to have a little yeah. YouTube Music box in there. I can just yeah. click the button on. That's what I want. Oh, that that's cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. It doesn't know. do it yet? No, I have it on my phone, but I think they have to introduce it here. I don't think you can make your own, or maybe you can. I don't know. I don't understand the world. How's the world world work, Brian? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'd be, uh, that'll be cool, though, once once we get all that stuff yeah, going. I don't understand. But anyway, uh, we got a bunch of stuff to throw out to you today. All right? Here's, here's where we're going to start. Uh, I think my dog has a drinking problem. Let me explain. <laughs> okay. She, this is Jim Rayner, the female dog. She has a very little tiny body. She's half a uh, greyhound or, or Italian greyhound, mm-hmm. which means she's got that weird barrel chest. And then the rest yeah. of her is like super skinny. Yeah. She um, looks like Santa's little helper. Yeah, exactly. Just like that. Yeah. And she yeah. can haul ass. Like when she really wants to run, uh, that part of her kicks in bigger lung capacity. Like all there's a bunch of reasons why that breed of dog has that big old thing. It's, it's p- all part of their running and how they're bred to run and stuff. Anyway, it's all good and well, but her tummy is like a little tiny little bag of nothing. Yeah. A little sure. teeny little shriveled up freaking nothing bag. Yeah. And, um, what she does is she'll eat fine. We give her the amount of food that she's supposed to eat for a dog, her size, Mm-hmm. And we do it the, the 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 times of day that you're supposed to. Like we're good about all that, 
But this sure. dog loves to go to town on the water when she's done eating. And that's fine. Most okay. dogs do. They, that's when they yeah. drink, right, yeah. for the most part. So she just goes straight from that bowl to... And she'll do it for way too long. You can... <laughs> You can tell it's just too long. You just she's got food in her now in this tiny bag of a stomach, and now yeah. she's adding yeah. in a gallon and a half of water. And we try to like limit how much water is in the bowl, but then she'll move to, to Ripley's bowl. She doesn't think it's enough. Sure. And then nine times out of ten, she'll walk outside, look around for a second, and then involuntarily just go, Bleh, and out comes a bunch oh, of water. Oh, really? Okay, so it's yeah. So I don't know how to fix that. I don't know what huh. to do. Just I guess stop her. Say here's that's enough. Uh, you know yeah i mean i guess that's a vet question right like all right is the is she drinking water is she throwing up because she's drinking so much water after eating or is she drinking the water to help her throw up because she knows she's going to throw up like oh. how how long has she been doing the throw throwing up that's a really good point i hadn't thought of this she's been doing this since let's call it a few months Okay. That sounds right to me. And it's it's yeah. also it's not just that she's been puking, it's that she she's been drinking more water in that time. So we kind of thought it was tied to her surgery because yeah. everything dried out real bad. She lost a bunch of yeah. hair cuz she was scratching her head so much and was just like she she had a weird reaction to the to the anesthesia and she just got all dry everywhere. So we thought, well, increased thirst means she's, you know, just it's something to do with that it's the dryness and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and she's being uh, normal like she's having all her normal she's doing all her normal shit she just drinks too much for that little belly of hers and then yeah hurls it i mean i i don't think dogs drink water recreationally right i think it's a situation where she's <laughs> drinking because her body is telling her yeah. that she needs water in her um She's one of those, uh, just one or two laps a, a weekend. You know, I'm a casual, yeah, right, casual exactly. water Yeah, right, exactly. Oh, Doc, you know, I'm a, I'm a light drinker. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, this is probably a good vet question because it could be, you know, it could be a sign. Uh, you mentioned, obviously, she's got the tumor issue. Yeah. This could be something related to that. It could be, um, I know dogs tend to drink when they've got like a UTI mm. and they they are drinking to clear it or to because their body again is telling them to clear it. Oh, that's a good point. Hadn't thought of so, that one. Yeah. So I would say, but when, um, I, when I do remember this, I should say this when I've seen her go to town and then I, I catch her early and go, all right, that's yeah. enough. She doesn't bark. Yeah. She's good. And she doesn't beg for water the rest of the day. It's almost like she's just like a puppy almost where they don't okay. know when to stop. It's hard. So it's, if she, but if you don't let her go, I mean, if you don't stop her and she just goes, she'll always barf or she'll almost always. Off. I'd say nine times really? out of ten, yeah. Really? If, if okay. I just let her go and go and go, and and it's a lot. Like she drinks more than Ripley if I let her do it, and then she gets all hard down there with her big, her little belly just gets all rock hard, and then she'll go outside yeah, and just it could be, <laughs> and that even could be like an OCD thing too. Like she thinks, you know, she's when she was recovering from surgery, she was drinking a lot, and she's trained herself to drink that much water thinking that she still needs it and then she gets sick mm. um oh good point there too so somebody this is a great one texas do suggest putting ice in the bowl and that slows her drinking down it's a really good idea oh yeah but then she'll probably go just to ripley's bowl again and she <laughs> you know she doesn't drink until she's told herself that she's full yeah, yeah, that's a good question. That Rip might be. That might be. I think this is a good vet question. Rip Ripley. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. Ripley has a funnier way of dealing with water. She'll come in. She's a Weimaraner, right? So she'll. She's yeah. big. 
lap, 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 and then she'll lift up and then shake her head, and then before you know it, the whole mm. kitchen is covered in her slobbery water. That was uh, Ruby. Was that? Yeah, yeah. She would. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, it was like, oh, Ruby's drinking. Don't enter the kitchen for about ten minutes. Yeah, don't let everything there. dry off. Let let the puddle on the floor uh, clear, and then you can go in. Yeah, that's fun though, in a weird dumb dog way. It's kind of a good time. Yeah, yeah. I can't really complain about it. Uh, we got a clarification on cremation uh, from a listener. This is from Jody from Iowa. And I don't remember what we were saying. We were saying... that uh, We were talking about how if there's a viewing that they'll embalm, like fill the body with the embalming fluid for the viewing, and then do they keep it in there when they do the cremation? I think it was what we were wondering. Oh, that's right. It was a while back. That was a while back, right. Okay. So so I think you're right. That is the conversation. Uh, Jody says, in regards to cremation, most times there is no embalming done for a viewing, but if there is a length of time before cremation, then yes, uh, they'll do that. Uh, one can often rent a casket for viewing before cremation. This is what we do with my dad. Hmm. Um, I don't remember about the embalming part. So I just, I don't know if yeah. I was ever told even. I don't know how that worked. Sure, sure. Uh, he says, also, there are no ashes from creation. This part really, this part really intrigued me. Says yeah. all soft tissue is vaporized, leaving only bones and teeth, which are then pulverized into a special blender before they're given back to the family. That also sounds <laughs> kind of gnarly, but that makes sense, right? Will it blend? Yeah, yeah will it, will it, it blend? Yeah, it's, that is like I thought. I thought you were getting ashes. Really, you're just getting you're just getting ground up bones and teeth. And yeah, a, you're a getting bag, bone dust. You're not really getting ashes of anything. I guess. Yeah, that's that's wild. Okay, that is right. weird. I didn't know this. I wonder if uh, Jody from Iowa works in a uh, uh, a crematorium. Could be crematorium. Could be a, 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 a what do you call those people? A mortar, mortician. Sure. Almost said yeah. Morticia. That that's a lady, uh, fake lady. That's yeah. right. Caramia. <laughs> um, the I had a friend who this. Uh, I think he may listen, so I won't use his name. <laughs> oh God. Okay. But back in the day, this dude was so into wanting to be so in our like I'll let's say 18 I knew him from about 18 till about 21 or so okay and he was so dead set on becoming a professional mortician it's all he wanted to do so Brian imagine really a young kid shooting hoops in his yards like I'm gonna play in the NBA or yeah. a guy who paints every day I'm gonna be on the wall of the Louvre or whatever your your goals yeah, your sure. goals are for him it was 100 percent working with the bodies and he was so excited about it and he had i hate to say this but and he he will laugh because he knows this is true he had this kind of long gaunt face with high cheekbones he looked like a guy from one of those old hammer uh horror movies like uh hello welcome to my lair kind of looking guy yeah sure um, little bit of Dracula. borderline Vincent Price. Uh, yeah. yeah, very much so. Like yeah. totally that vibe that 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 era. And uh, yeah. he he bought he bought himself one of those. Um, I don't know what you call them. It's an embalming stick, I guess. Oh, the little needle that that. Uh, yeah, the big one you like jam up into their. <laughs> it's kind of awful, but you jam it into their yeah. ribs or whatever, and then drain stuff. He bought yeah. one of those and kept it around. Had it in his room. Uh, didn't do anything with it, but he just studied it and thought about it and like we kind of worried we kind of worried about him we thought what are you gonna it's be it's an odd thing to like get in advance of your career i yeah, mean you know i agree yeah. i agree like before he's gone to mortician school or wherever you go i don't know what you do yeah yeah uh his his first idea is well let me get this 
this tool that you know sucks everyone's guts out. Let me get that. <laughs> wow. He was such an odd dude. Did he? Did he eventually go into that line of work? He did. Oh he yeah, he owns three mortuaries now. He did. Okay, so the, yep. the look, I mean, the vibe is perfect. Like he, he oh, hundred percent. Right like line. we used to think. We used to go, ah, whatever. He's having a moment here. He's gothy and strange, yeah. and yeah. he'll just not do. He'll he'll end up being an accountant or something. No, yeah. he went full on. Did he had an apprenticeship pretty quick after that wow. in a mortuary? He worked in a crematorium for a while. <laughs> uh, did something with the county. Um, what do you call it? The 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 county coroner people mm-hmm. did a bunch of that, and then and then got fully into it and bought these multiple locations. He was like highly regarded in his in his field. This is like a big deal. This dude. It's wild. Yeah. Well, you know, there there's something to that, like wanting to give the family uh, a very presentable send off, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, you could look at it and say, man, dude likes to work with dead bodies, but you <laughs> yeah. could also look at it and say, Oh, he just really wants to make sure that the people that use his services get the best, um, uh, get the best send off that they can for their loved one. Yeah. And he loved that part of it. Like he was, yeah. he was legitimately huh. interested in like the, the psychological, how do you work with the family stuff? He talked about that all the time. He had a book that was like, oh, what was it called? It was something like, uh, well, the, the the whole book was like how to how to deal with the <laughs> death of a member of someone's Balling family. Embalming for dummies. Yeah. Is basically. <laughs> he was all he was so into it, and I just I just remember wow. thinking I don't know anybody in my life who is more into what they want to be one day, yeah, than this right. guy. And I and I, if this is a time in my life where I was like. Oh, if I could do art or somehow radio, I'd be so happy. I didn't know I'd mm-hmm. figure out how to do it, but we mm-hmm. did. We did figure it out. But I wasn't that locked in. I was like, right. well, I'll probably do other stuff because you know, whatever. There's no internet when I knew this guy. <laughs> so it was like, you know, who know who knows where what's going to happen? And no, he was like, he, this is like a kid saying, "I'm going to be an astronaut," and then you find out he's on a shuttle mission later on. Did he actually life. does it? Follows his dead dreams. Yeah. The um, his dead dreams. Uh, <laughs> but the fact that he bought the embalming stick early on, I mean, it would be like you, you know, you'd say, "Oh, I buy a microphone early on or a mixer." No, this is like you buying a. Um, a cube, one mm. of those little cubes that you put onto the microphone. Yeah. Find one of those yes. really early on. Yeah, a thing that's just there for what, like a stabilization thing or something. Or <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you bought a cough switch. Yeah. <laughs> bought a cough switch. Bought a couple of uh, three point five millimeter to one fourth inch uh, yeah. <laughs> plug <Adapters>. converters. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. really it's really weird. Hey, you know, he knew it. He knew what he wanted to do, and and, and I admire that. Like, I wanted to be a veterinarian for the first, uh, uh, you know, ten years or five years of thinking about that kind of direction in my life. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I really like helping animals, and I really like, um, you know, uh, giving somebody back their pet and saying, all right, she'll be all better in a few weeks. And I don't know why she's drinking so much water, but whatever. Mm. But I don't want the oh yeah, I have to put little Muffy to sleep and then. Oh. Sit there while the the family is you know hugging little Muffy and yeah that's the that's the part of the uh, the veterinary thing that said oh yeah you know that's that's I don't remember that part in all creatures great and small that's time for me to figure out something else they want to do I think if I think that way about like uh, pediatricians like, oh gosh yes like what yeah. a wonderful thing it must be it's to like, help yeah, kids yeah I want to help kids and make you know yeah. and, and 
make kids feel better. And then it's like, oh, yeah, but I also have to deliver bad news to parents sometimes. Yeah, horrible news. Like your child has two weeks to live or this cancer is really bad or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So uh, anyway, that's uh, some good clarification there, Jody. May Iowa respect Mm -hmm. the fact that a very smart person lives there. For sure. Uh, we got an, also an email or a text, rather. Or is this an email? It might be an email uh, from a CVS guy, someone that works at CVS. Oh, this was a text. Cool. Just a longer one. Cool. Did he send it to you on a massively long receipt? <laughs> yeah, at the very end after a, a licorice <laughs> coupon or something. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so we were talking about CVS, how no one seems happy there, or at least I was saying that. And it, it was a limited sampling. You know, I, oh, I was yeah, just, that's right. I was trying to remember what the CVS discussion was, but it was like, you know, going to Walgreens, everyone is like, at least seems like they're fine being there, but CVS you thought felt like uh, uh, just just waiting for the clock to tick and me, me, me being able to leave kind of thing. Absolutely. That's how it felt this last trip when we got our shots. And uh, this guy wrote and says, hi, morning stream. I'm listening to episode 2527, which is where we talked about it. I'm a bit behind. I like to listen to you fantastic folks while I can, uh, or sorry, while I can be in the back at my job at the CVS. And I can tell you Without your show, I don't know how I would make it through the day. You mentioned no one looked happy, and you're right. We aren't, he says. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I know. Okay. This is like, dark. I, I was expecting, all right, yeah, we're going to get the defense of like, oh, no, things are fine here at the CVS, apparently. No. Apparently, it's not fine at the CVS. All is they are not okay at the CVS, is our <laughs> understanding. <laughs> strange, strange things are afoot at the CVS. <laughs> he says, uh, that's why there was a strike. I don't remember that. There was a strike. I don't remember a CVS strike either. There's so many strikes going on right now between, uh, obviously, the, um, all the Hollywood crap. Uh, SAG-AFTRA is still going on with the writers guild is done but um yeah but now we've got the uh united auto workers uh here in denver i don't know if it's everywhere but the kaiser permanente Do you oh yeah i saw permanente? that we have there's they have smaller presence here but yeah we ours is a big ihc state we have a ton of intermittent health care they, okay. they kind of dominate but in california kaiser permanente is Permanente, yeah. they are huge over there. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they're on massive. Prominente, strike. they are they are kind of prominent. Prominente. Yeah, but they seem to they seem to be all fired up. There's a lot of that going on right now. <clears throat> I wow. sus- I suspect you're going to see a few more of these things happen. But anyway, uh, goes on to say uh, that's why there was a strike. The upper management is scared and doing a lot of interviews to see how people are doing. There are articles saying management vows to make things better. At the same time, it's business as usual. It's flu season, brand new COVID vaccines as well, with a rush of interest over the vaccines. CVS has increased allotted vaccine times and increased workflow by 300%. Wow. Uh, They forgot, uh, however, to increase payroll hours. It's all about the money, it turns out. Even if you don't see physical people within the store, it doesn't mean we don't actually have insane backup of work that was due yesterday. We have pharmacists who work 8 to 8, 7 days a week. That's a lot of unpaid time to be be at a CVS away from families. Love the show, though. Doesn't sound like things are great in there. It does not, no. But they're a profitable public company. So this is where I this is where I I am like so pro worker in this way because this is always companies who show record profits and their employees are miserable or on strike or being laid off. It's gross. It's freaking gross. Like you had one of the best months or one of the best quarters Epic Games ever had, and they just laid off. 20% 20% of their workforce. It's like, it sucks. What is wrong with people? Yeah. Gaming needs yeah. more unions, I'll tell you that. God, no kidding. Yeah. Big, I mean, I think uh, um, 
uh, Ford. Was it Ford that just laid off a bunch of people too? Or yeah, GM? Ford. I yeah. think it was Ford. And they're having other issues with like, uh, I guess they got a bunch of weird engine blow up problems or something. Some big God. recall coming. Things aren't great at Ford. No. Dodge trucks are Ford tough. No, that's not the, that's not the phrase. How did it go? <laughs> Ford. That'd be an interesting thing. Like interesting to just say, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what am I thinking of something? McDonald's is Burger King delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody. You know what? It's funny you bring up fast food. Everybody needs to learn from In and Out because In and Out is uh, a company or is a place that is always packed. That is always selling yeah. like crazy. That everyone yeah. loves to go to. Yeah. And their employees are some of the most well-trained, yeah. efficient people I've ever witnessed work in my life. And they pay those people a freaking living wage. They don't pay them some yeah. dirt. They're, they're like at the top end of the scale in fast food for, for uh, what they pay people. Like you can live on what they pay you there. More of that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Learn from that other fast food places. Yeah, learn. Let's all. You know, let's all. Yeah, Culver's is similar. Every time I go into a Culver's, DJ Stangle, and I've probably been to a Culver's, I, I honestly, less than ten times in my life have I been to a Culver's. But um, the people there are always happy, and uh, and it seems like, and some of them mentioned Costco. This is true there as well. You always hear mm-hmm. stories about it. When you pay your employees well, mm-hmm. they work better. Your company makes more money. You are more profitable. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seems like a simple formula. How come y'all haven't figured that out yet? Big companies, big corporations. It's just poorly run. It's all got, we've gotten to a weird crescendo right now and things are going to get weird. Yeah. Uh, okay, a couple things. Some some audio, Brian, we like the audio, right? Ooh, we like the audio. Little audio. Somebody sent in an audio or some uh, recording, a voicemail. Yeah, voicemails. Now, one of these oh. is someone, I think you were already informed of this. Uh, yes, I was. Uh, but we found out who our chips came from, and so yes, our our our, um, our special Lay's Funyuns flavor. Lays. Yeah, he's quite the Frog Pants uh, literal patron, and I don't mean just really Patreon. Is. I mean this guy is always saying like Kim mentioned something about one of the kids, one of the babies on the on our skim show, and like two days later we got that something in the mail that was from the same person. Like he just he just is so thoughtful. Yeah. Um, anyway, here he is. Hi, Scott and Brian. This is Mike Picholic, and I'm also known as Anonymous Chip Sender. Uh, I already contacted Brian and let him know that I sent those chips. I was a day behind when I heard the call out asking who sent the chips, and I would never try to poison you guys. So I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> them, and I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I trust all packages yeah. from Mike. Um, he yeah, never me too. lets us Mike down. Mike also sent me the uh, the sign language for dummies, so he's... He sent me butt butter, you know, the night of the day before the MS-150 ride two years ago. Like, I get this package that's got, um, I think, Pop-Tarts minis, mm-hmm. which were freaking delicious. Yeah. And, uh, and some of that uh, chode, uh, chode grease for the, uh, for the, <laughs> for the ride. Yeah. He's, like, he's a super cool guy. He's like a really cool guy. He's very thoughtful. It tells, me, it tells me that in his personal life, he is probably the king gift giver of anyone in his life. He is. Right? Exactly. Like yeah. this, uh, an anniversary yeah. will come around. Don't worry. Mike Pachelik's got you covered, man. He's totally. just a good dude. Um, but that's not the only call we got. We got one about, oh, we got uh, one. All right. you know, that whole La Quinta thing. Some people yeah. say La Quinta, you, you say La Quinta, whatever. We got some clarification from a dude on this. So okay. I think he's in the know, I hope anyway. Here it is. Hey, Scooby and Booby. Uh, I just wanted to say about the La Quinta discussion earlier this week. La Quinta is Spanish for the Quinta, and it's pronounced La Quinta. That's it, bye. Now, what I'm hoping is, 
Yeah. That this caller is of Hispanic descent. Of some uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. I mean, I don't know. I have no way. I have no way of knowing. I think that, I think that might be. Uh, hey, listen. Glad you. Uh, uh, glad you said it, not me. Yeah. I, uh, I. I don't know for sure. If you are, great. If you're not, eh, a, you know, a little on the. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> on the weird side and borderline it's it's yeah. not fully in maybe borderline no la quinta is spanish for next to shoney's is what la quinta is spanish <laughs> yeah for. we we've already established that i thought yeah, so that's, that's good. exactly yes i've never had a bad time at a la quinta, la quinta though they're fine i've never ever stayed at la quinta i don't think i oh i take that back i stayed in one in simi valley when uh when we were visiting my aunt and uncle for um thanksgiving or christmas and the whole family was in town and so mm. uh, it was whoever called dibs on the bedrooms at the at my aunt and uncle's house they don't have enough room for everybody to, to stay there yeah. so i think tina ended up staying at la quinta but it was right next to a shoney's it was, well it was, I think it was right next to a shoney's but it was uh a block away from what is the hotel uh, or I'm sorry, not hotel. The restaurant. It's a Mexican restaurant that's big in California. There was one next to the John Wayne Airport, and I had lunch there before a flight with uh, Sam Jane and, and oh, Randy Deluxe. Uh, uh, um, not Torchies. Hold on. El Torito. El Thank Torito. You, Michael yep. Hennessy. Yes. I've been there too. El Torito. Aiden El Torito. It's like, oh man, wish we had these in Colorado. Oh, it was, same. you know what? It was Christmas because I remember the TV in our hotel room uh, automatically came on to TBS, I think, or whatever. And it was nonstop cr- a Christmas story with Ralphie and the. Oh, just the repeating it. Yeah. Just repeat. So, yeah, yep. it must have been. Uh, I remember that. Yeah. Those were. They still do that? They probably still do that. Just, I bet they still do that in the day of in the days of streaming. Doesn't it feel like a waste of your time and your energy <laughs> as a as a television uh, uh, broadcaster? Yeah, even a cable does. broadcaster. It's like we're going to nonstop play the same movie because you totally can't do that with your Amazon Prime subscription. Yeah, if it's streaming somewhere, you can put it on repeat, like, and you won't yeah. get commercials. So <laughs> exactly, you can yes. also pause it any time. And uh, right, I don't know. I mean, the whole point of it is so that any time during the day, it's like, oh yeah, I want to see that movie. Uh, I can watch Christmas Story. I don't think they put it on doing that because they want somebody to sit there and watch it over and over and over again. No. It's just for convenience that well. Whatever time of day you happen to turn on the TV, you can watch Christmas Story. Yeah, guess what? We can do that with streaming. Maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, mix up your programming schedule for, for Christmas Eve. Yeah, like make your day, your marathon day isn't yeah. just one movie. Just start I'm playing sure you could, exactly, Christmas stuff. Exactly, yes. I'm sure you could do better. Yeah, yeah, look at Hallmark Channel. They do that nonstop Christmas Hallmark stuff, but it's not the same movie. Well, at it least kind it's not of the is. Same. It kind of is. <laughs> it's the same movie with different actors and different titles. Sort of the same plot every time, color Pretty scheme, uh, bad actors, I, all that. But, you know yeah. what? I want us to watch one. Uh, I have never seen a Hallmark Christmas movie. I make the joke about about you know the whole big business lady comes back to the small town where she grew up and hooks up with the florist who wants her to come back, but no, she's too busy and she's got her life. And da, da, da. Right. We should uh, we should have the. Uh, the the tadpole pick a maybe a new one and we'll and you and me and I'm sure Kim and Tina because they have to mm. 
well, Kim will want to. Yeah. Uh, we'll watch a, a Hallmark a, a Hallmark Christmas show, and then we'll talk about it on TMS. I would love that. Um, I found a list on IMDb has a list of best Hallmark Christmas movies. These are based on, I think, reviews. Right now, they say the first one is crowned for Christmas after getting fired from her job as a maid at the ritzy New York hotel. Uh, Allie reluctantly accepts temporary gig as the governess to a young girl who is part of a powerful family in Europe that lives in a castle. Mm. And then she falls in love with Rupert Penry Jones. Yeah, Yeah, probably some sort of prince. Yeah. Um, The top two are directed by the same guy, this Alex Zam guy. Um, that sounds like a. <laughs> I mean, we could do that. I'm still saying like we do a we do one that's like a brand new one for 2023. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. We should yeah. we should do that. Just just to you know, I don't know, just to make it random. Some of them are really bad though. Like yeah, whew, like real bad. So we might get lucky, and or we Let's might see. not get lucky. We could watch the uh, the movie Checking It Twice, starring Kim Matula or Matula. And uh-huh. Kevin McGarry. What's the plot of this guy right here? Yeah, let's see what uh, you got there. What do you got? Oh, I don't have a. I don't have a a, a plot. I have. A, I have. A, I have the trailer. All right, so uh, they're walking through a uh, town. Uh, there's a hockey game. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He's the coach of a little league hockey game. She uh, certainly dresses like she's from the big city. And <laughs> oh, here we go. About here we go. Here's about. All right. A journeyman hockey player falls for a real estate agent in a career crisis when he's traded to her hometown. Oh, he moves to her hometown Whoa. and moves into the cottage in her hockey loving family's backyard. Wow. Wow. Hilarity will ensue there at that house. Hilarity and love will ensue. That yeah. one we can watch as early as Friday, October 20th. Wow. There's the, yeah, they're starting early this year. <laughs> uh, here's a fun one. A Prince for Christmas. Uh, wanting to escape an arranged marriage, a European prince flees to the United States. There he meets a struggling young waitress who may just be his one true love. Aww. <laughs> that sounds here's, like shit. Uh, here's one that has the unfortunate title never been christ okay all right uh home for the holidays bffs naomi and liz reconnect with high school crush chris silver a complex love triangle forms forcing them to take stock of their lives and find the value of friendship <laughs> starring three people who were guest stars on charles in charge wow once wow yeah. well yeah once of course boy there sure <laughs> there are a lot of princes princes hanging out yeah, with there's uh, a because there's one here called uh, heidelberg holiday i think they the popularity of that that one you said was uh what imd qualified as the best hallmark christmas movie yeah, yeah. you said we need more of those more, more of those prince, please. Yeah. More, more princes and <laughs> well, these are all oh look at it, a christmas prince a winter prince christmas with a prince <laughs> really <laughs> yeah there's so many oh my gosh all right well oh a christmas hey. prince the royal baby hmm Hold on a sec. Uh, Icor is saying that we already film sacked a Christmas movie, A Christmas Prince, on Film Sack 494. So the one you just mentioned, what? We actually, no, we, we didn't. Actually did watched we? It. We did that. Apparently, Film Sacked 494. I've got to see this. Hold on. I don't remember buy this. Just, remember when you asked? Yeah, there it is right there. Uh, a Christmas Prince, Quick Sack 494. Is this. Okay, hold on. Search on Yeah. IMDb. 
Is did we really do this? Yeah, we really did it at Christmas Prince, yeah. I don't remember. When a this. reporter goes undercover as a tutor to get the inside scoop on a Playboy Prince, she gets tangled in some royal intrigue and ends up finding love. I don't remember doing this at all. Oh, this had Alex either. Krieg in it? Or Alice Krieg? She's the Borg Queen. Oh yeah. Okay, now I'm st- some bells are ringing. Rose MacGyver, Ben Lamb, Alice Krieg. She was the queen. Okay, I kind of remember now. I don't... Man, that's a weird... Me- I don't... That is. You remember you had asked me about... Uh, uh, you know, I think we talked about it at the end of Film Sack last week about... Mm-hmm. Is there ever a movie that we did that you don't remember doing? Right here. here yeah, it is, this right is the there. one right here. This answers that question definitively. Oh, this yeah. is a Netflix deal, which might explain that's why right. we did it. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's even a Hallmark joint. Uh, Rose McIver. I, I do I do adore her. I like her. She's great. Yeah. I like Ben Lamb, too. There's a de- it's a decent cast. It's just a shitty movie. <laughs> well, sure. Yeah. Um, All right. So we'll work on that, folks. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll do a Christmas movie. But we won't put we won't make Randy and Brian have to go through. No, a, uh, no. A Why Christmas would we hurt movie? our friends like that? Why would we do right, that? Exactly. Because we like them. We like to keep them. We enjoy them. Here's this. I don't watch the news. It's time for some quick news brought to you by Coverville today uh, might be happening a little bit early. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to if I'm going to try and uh, make it happen at noon, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, twitch.tv slash Coverville um, might be uh, might be happening an hour early. Anyway, Steve Miller, you know, the guy who flies on a big old jet airliner and wants to keep a rock in me, babe. Mm. Um, and in that horrible abracadabra song, uh, he's turning 80 today. And uh, uh, so we're celebrating by playing some of your favorites like The Joker, Fly Like an Eagle, Jungle Love, Swingtown, and more. Coverville.com, or I'm sorry, twitch.tv slash Coverville. I want to reach out and grab you. I hate it. Yeah, I do too. Such it's, a bad uh, song. It's like, wow, uh, how, how long did it take you to put the uh, water skis on <laughs> for that one, Steve Miller? It is the worst one. Plenty of other yeah. great hits, though. You know. Totally. Take the money and run. Come on. That's an awesome song. By the way, one of those that I mentioned, a little song called Jet Airliner, mm. a cover. Steve Miller didn't originally do that one. Oh, I didn't know that. Done by a guy named Paul Pena. Oh, never. I don't know who that is. Wow, that's a cover? That's a cover. Got to hear the original. Um, yeah. Speaking of music, real quick, this is not, I wasn't planning yeah. on doing this, but Brian, can you guess... The, I'm going to play a tiny... This is kind of like game, Name That Tune. But yeah, you don't, yeah, yeah. Well, I love it. Yes. Uh, but it's not really because I don't have like multiple, like I can do it in one note or anything like that. <laughs> you have whatever I get. I get whatever yeah. little song snippet I get. All yeah. you're going to get is this. But I want you to tell me what television intro theme this is oh, from. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So it's just a piece. Here you go. What's that from? Oh, that is um, that is the end of... Don't, don't, don't. I'll do it one more time. That is the end of the theme of... Is it Brooklyn Nine-Nine? No, it is... uh, What is that? That's older. That's something 90s. You're you're, you're smelling smelling the right tree, if that's what I say. Yeah, is it Melrose Place? You are... uh, Let's see, is that correct? Is it correct? Oh, it is is. ER. It's ER. Here's the long version. Yeah, I would have gotten it. Yeah. I would have gotten with that little extra. Yeah. Yeah. Think another Mike Post joint, I believe. Yeah, I think so. 
Uh, uh, it was now that I'm done with the, the Sopranos in the background watch. My my background watch is ER. That's what I'm doing. Oh, nice! So Anthony Edwards still alive, and yeah. George Clooney's still pining after the the. Well, she was only supposed to be in the pilot, Juliana Margulies. Yeah, she had a. I watched. That's funny you say that. Just watch the pilot, yeah. and the pilot said at the very end of all the credits. Yeah, and, and it was one of those and guest starring Juliana yeah. Margulies. And yeah, then the very was, next episode, and that one had no intro, no music, nothing. It's a weird pilot. Right, I didn't right. like it. Yeah, but Crichton, then the Michael Crichton business. Yeah, yeah. Then the second one comes along, second episode, and it's got the full intro with yeah. what's his name, Peter, doing his jumps on the ground and does the fist pump in the air thing and all that. Oh, dumb uh, shit. Noah Wiley. Yeah, yeah, all that right. stuff. And then, um, yeah. and then she's a full cast person. Like yeah. they must have loved yeah, her she in the was pilot. Really, she was supposed to die. Yeah. as a setup in the pilot and they're like she's really good let's keep her she's great I like her a lot she is speaking of the soprano she was Hobbs Dog says Margulies is it Mar- Juliana Margulies Margulies I've always, I've always, always heard Margulies, Margulies but- yeah same yeah. we'll have to look that one up um, here's a story about Cher speaking of Hollywood elite types here's a little story I'd like to tell you about <laughs> a big tall woman you know so well <laughs> She, how tall is she? <laughs> she can turn back time and da 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 d. But if I turn back to her, um, well, here's what she did, or she is. She didn't do anything. Well, maybe she did, but she's being accused of hiring uh-huh. men to kidnap her son. Oh no! Yeah. Okay. Court documents filed by Elijah Blue Altman's Altman's wife, Marie Angelina King. Almost. Yeah, Marie Angela. You threw an Ian in there, which didn't need to be there, but Marie Angela King. There you go. Marie Angela is a weird single name, though. It it? is. Yeah, having it all mashed up together because it, because it, uh, all those vowels. Marie Angela. It's very weird. Anyway, they uh, they're alleging that four men removed him from a New York home or New York hotel room. Foreman. <laughs> Foreman. Uh, on their anniversary in November of 2022, the pair had reportedly been at the hotel attempting to save their marriage after filing for a divorce in 2021. The BBC has contacted representatives for Cher and Mrs. King for comment. Uh, this, by the way, is this Elijah Blue Allman is her son, and he's 47, yes. I believe. Yes. Uh, in court documents filed as part of the proceedings for a divorce in Los Angeles Superior Court, um, that had recently been made public, Mrs. King said that Mr. Allman had spent 12 days at the hotel working out our marriage. Boy, I'd love to be able to stay at a hotel for 12 hours, 12 days. <sighs> no just kidding. For I'm whatever. sure it's a nice hotel. You yeah, know. that's what you do when you share son, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, you get to uh, you get to <laughs> live it up. Yeah. Interesting. So you, they think that Cher, like, intervened to say, no, I'd like, I don't want my son and his wife to work things out. She's bad for him. I want to... Uh, yeah. kidnap them out of that situation yeah so that's the claim they're suing her for it huh. she has yet to make a statement anything publicly about whether she did or didn't do this but wow. uh that is a that's a kind of a serious crime you know paying yeah, no for kidding. somebody to, to did they when they kidnapped him did they go we got you babe and they ran out of the place <laughs> yeah they did they yeah. totally did absolutely they did and if they didn't they screwed up you know? <laughs> what is the point of this if you don't say that when you kidnap a share relative? I believe this is all because of share. <laughs> and he wore a Rocky Dennis uh, mask to pretend like he was shares. <laughs> I like that. I take son. the music route. You take the movie. Yeah, around. we go. That's we great. got it all covered. Now we just need someone to do yeah. the the Tony Award route, or you know, the There's stage route. Right, exactly. Her, uh, yeah. Her then, the, then we got the trifecta. Uh, let's move on to the story. This is pretty funny. 
uh, or interesting. If you bought one, I guess it's a pain. But Apple declares <laughs> its $17,000 solid gold watch they introduced in 2015. Right. Uh, they called it the Zero or the Series Zero. Uh, yeah. Is now obsolete, ending repairs and servicing plans for it. They're not going to fix it anymore if you have problems with it. Yeah. Uh, they launched the first generation. Oh, no, that was that was the first gen. Sorry, this is 2018. This thing came out. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, I can't believe it's been since 2015 we've had the watch. That's weird. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway, in addition to the standard models starting at around 349, there were there was this 18 karat gold Apple oh. Watch edition. No, it wasn't 2015. Yeah, so really, here's the here's the 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 news story. Apple discontinues uh, repairs and servicing on the watches they introduced in 2015, including the gold one. Yeah, that's a better headline. <laughs> yeah, because it isn't like they didn't single out the hold the the gold one and go. Sorry, every, everyone else, you're fine. Everybody who bought right, the trainer exactly. all on, we're no, still it's, doing it's, it. Yeah. <laughs> Apple, Apple discontinues service on eight-year-old products, including one that was made out of gold. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah. Uh, these were never upgraded to watch uh, OS 5, which arrived in 2018. So they've, they've been kind of dead in the water for a while anyway. But um, I would just say this to people who have 17 grand to spend on a watch anyway. Yeah. You knew what you were getting into. <laughs> yeah. You, you throw I mean, you money. bought a you bought a uh, you bought a, a product, a technological product. Doesn't even matter that it came from Apple. Doesn't matter if it came from Microsoft or Google or whatever. They stop supporting old products after a while, and that's what happens. Yeah, and, if you're going to hold yeah. on to something that long, and expect if you expected more, you were wrong, and you should melt down the gold, and then you're good. You're golden. There you go. Or yeah. I'll bet those things yeah, sell pretty well as a as a relic. Like, oh, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure. They don't make. Those I still would love it if a 20th anniversary Mac landed in my lap. That weird, oh, that weird yeah. like panelly yeah, thing, dude. Yeah, I, sh- I would love all of the the hallmark ones like uh, the four yeah, the the, SE30. Yeah, and the G4s with the weird lampshade. I never had one of those. Not lampshade, I had but the, the uh, the duo, the laptop. So it was the Mac. It was a little power book. That would slide into uh, a hole in a desktop, and mm-hmm. then when it slid into the hole, it would become a desktop machine. Mm. It was like a, a dock, but uh, you know, you'd get all the extra ports. I mean, it's basically what people do now with a cable, a Thunderbolt <laughs> yeah. cable. Yeah, Thunderbolt cable <laughs> but, with like four. Like, slots oh, tap, on tap, it. tap, tap, tap. Now I'm at work. Fold it, close it, and then put it into the thing. Yeah. Like a VCR tape. And yeah. Uh, yeah, people love their docking station days, man. I don't. Everyone always talks yeah, fondly about their their nineteen nineties really dockings. It's so dumb because I could take. I have a laptop here. I could just plug a Thunderbolt cable into it, and instantly I've got oh keyboard, mouse, peripherals attached. Yeah, everything. I mean you know, it's it's. Yeah. I I love progress, but having I, I'd I'd love to have that. I want the old like an old original eighty four Mac would be fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't even care if it works. I just want to have the you know the hardware. Yeah. And then, um, what's an oh, and that weird G4 cube that uh, the cube would be cool. Nobody you bought. had uh, for a while. I remember, uh, I think the first time you had out, out of town visitors over to your place in um, for uh, a Nertacular, mm-hmm. you had the grapefruit Pixar light stand Mac, right? It was like a, a half grapefruit with a stick and a hinge on it, and then a little panel that would move all around. Oh, I might have, yeah, Can I have that one. You had you had it at the time back in twenty. I must have. Whatever. Do you was. remember seeing yeah. it? It had been twenty eleven, twelve, something like. Or that. Or no, no. Yeah. Sorry, eight. It would have been seven, eight, nine, or ten were the house ones. 
Right. I have, you know, I think I've got a photo of uh, Christ lookalike Sebastian standing in front of that, uh, uh, in front of that iMac or whatever it's called. Lump, stick, and square. Is that what it is? It's called the lump, stick, and square? Yeah. Yep. Boy, that guy, Sebastian. No, was yep. it Sebastian? Yeah. Was it not Sebastian? The Jesus yeah. one. Yeah. We're not, yeah. we got the name right, right? Yeah, not Mashup Man Sebastian. Totally different dude. Was he called Sebastian? <sighs> was I don't he? remember. He's the one who called my house. The first time ever I'm talking to you, I'm like a guest star on ELR, and he finds my number. Yeah, that And he was calls weird. the house while I'm doing your, your show. Yeah, that was weird. To, to like, ask me to tell you something or, yeah. or I can't remember what the deal was but he's like uh, Tina's like oh no he's he's on a podcast right now he says I know I'm listening to it um, tell Brian to tell Scott such and such it's like so weird do we ever find out how he found you or tracked oh, you down I'm sure I'm sure he just he just white paged my my name and number like I guess you could do that still yeah that's still a thing we do that's still a thing uh, well we don't know yeah, where he white is now paged <laughs> it's hilarious though that if we wanted to try to find him right now it'd be impossible like how would we find him oh yeah i know but we could listen back to that episode of elr that first time i guessed it and we'll be able to hear his name there because i said by the way yeah. so-and-so you know. i wonder if i have that handy for a clip here hold on that could be funny that could be uh, uh, how long let's see uh elr um ibit maybe i put in the name yeah, maybe. Uh, do you remember the yeah, number? You don't remember the number you were on. Gosh, no. Hell That's no. too long ago. Um, yeah. Let's see. How did I do these? Extra. Oh, extra life, I called them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just did numbers. A bit. Yeah, I don't have a way to find it. We got some sleuthy somebody out there. Maybe you'll track that down. We can hear our high squeaky voices or something. Like here's, yeah. an, here's an example of how we sounded in the year 2008. Here you go. Episode that did, uh, they can have the guy that did Smeagol walking around in a green suit holding <laughs> his eyes back. That is brilliant. Oh, my microphone. What the well, shit? Well, listen to you. How funny. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know which one you're on here, but um, I would love I know. to know. I'm looking to see. Uh, I would love to track that down. Yeah. Obsidian, are you there? Yeah. I- <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Oh, it's so old. Uh, That's so weird. And now I'm the. And now I'm the. Uh, they get to be uh, one of your co-hosts. That you have to say, Brian, are you there? Are you, are you all right? Are you, <laughs> are you okay over there? <laughs> you paying attention? <laughs> well, you never knew with Brazilian boy. He was always up to something. Always had right. something going on there. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. And uh, when we come back, my sister Wendy will be here. We're gonna talk about uh, a follow up we got about that whole yeah. internal roommate thing. And. Uh, Wendy liked it. She says, let's do that. And I said, okay, let's do that. So we'll do that. Uh, but we need a song first. So play that. Yeah, this is a uh, boy. We're going to listen to a 19 year old that I think is going to be um, one. You're going to hear a lot more from her name is Isabel La Rosa. And she's got a brand new single called older. She has got an incredible voice and there's some weird audio tricks that she does on this thing that almost sounds like she's, um, getting further from the mic before the the big powerhouse chorus kicks in and stuff. It's very interesting. Um, She's currently on tour with Tom O'Dell, and she was selected for TikTok's Elevate program. So um, uh, we're going to hear a lot more from Isabel La Rosa. Not Isabella Rosa, but Isabel (laughs) La Rosa. I guess, you know, she, she should just merge the two and become Isabella Rosa. Leaning. 
put a Lini at the end, and now I got a whole nother Isabella lady. Rossellini. Yes, Isabella Rossellini. Perfect. Uh, anyway, this is uh, her brand new song. It's called Older. Once again, Isabel La Rosa. carriage with four-man top and whipple tree, tires good as new, except for a little rust. What'll you offer? I'm dying. And we've returned. Who was that again? That was Isabel La Rosa mm. and her brand new single, Older. I appreciate the pause. Absolutely. How yes. else are we going to know, you know? We won't know otherwise. Otherwise, it's just Isabella Rosa. Yeah. Isabella Rosa. That's right. Uh, I, it sounds like something I'd order at a restaurant. Give me the Isabella mm, Rosa. When you're here, you're Isabella Rosa. You're Isabella Rosa. I'll explain the situation to Wendy. Don't worry. Oh, look what we have here. It's my sister, Wendy. She is here Yay. joining us from the Twin Cities, which I'm told you guys went from 100 degrees a few days ago, and you're going to have snow this week. What's going on with that? Uh, I feel like snow is a rumor, um, oh. but <laughs> the, I read it on the internet. We do so. we do fluctuate uh, more than any other state in the union for sure. Um, well, I think it's about a hundred degrees often in the year fluctuations. You still you like, sound like you still got that cold. Oh, it got real bad, guys. It was not oh, just a really? cold; it was like murdered. Did you get oh, the murdered. Did you get the COVIDs or what was it? Do you know? <clears throat> it was not COVID, but it was just like I think the regular old flu, and mm. I. 
did not realize you had to be getting your flu shot by what September first. Come on, people. <laughs> yeah. We got ours too. It was rough. But we got ours like two good, weeks no, ago. It was, but, yeah. it was 91 yeah. um, on Saturday or Sunday, so they had to cancel the the Twin City Marathon, which they've oh. never ever oh, done. Too wow. hot for that. Oh wow. Too hot, and and they do it in the middle of the day because normally it's like nice and breezy and cold, and people love it for, because it's always a colder run. Yeah. And it was definitely not. So they had to cancel it. They didn't want anyone dying. Dang, on dude. Yeah, and then, you know, tomorrow will be 50. So <laughs> Makes yeah, perfect sense. Course. Yeah. Perfect sense. Of course it will, yes. Uh, well, it's good to have you back. And I'm glad you're – so you're feeling better, I hope? This is like a rough week. Yeah, a little better. I just sound I sound terrible. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all right. It was, it's great. I've never I'll known anybody. And my sister Wendy can hold her cold pretty well. I remember that time <laughs> we were doing uh, – you were pregnant with Peter. And we were doing one of those grocery – rally things you were doing back in the day for the school district yeah oh yeah and uh so we all came out there to help and volunteer and stuff and wendy was really sick and pregnant which meant she couldn't take a lot of meds or anything and i've never seen you so sick but work as hard as you were working and i remember thinking <laughs> I know, that's a problem i'm like she's gonna she's she's a freak for two today she's this way she's ill for two. <laughs> she's ill and working her pants off and she has a baby in there that's you know got the sick sick got the housing. sniffles i know yeah. truly though i was thinking about the other day like i don't ever like i think of a cold i like i i didn't cancel a single client when i had covid <laughs> like mm. i don't I think it's because I'm in my house. It's easier to yeah. not. Like, if I had to go in public, it'd be very different. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, uh, I should probably lay down. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I it's yeah, I should have been a railroad oh. builder. A railroad know, builder. <laughs> I have energy. It's okay. what I have to yeah, say. You do have and energy. I tend to fight through sickness. Yeah, well done. Yeah, so Whatever. Here I am, ready gen- to work genetic, while I'm sick. Wendy got the genetic um, <laughs> lucky card and I did not. I get tired all the time. Yeah. Wendy never gets tired. Yeah. I don't understand it. Uh, well, all right then. It's good to have you here. Let's read uh, Let's read this thing. So we got a little bit of a follow-up on yeah. the internal roommate thing. And uh, I think a lot of people may relate to this and it's just, it's kind sure. of its own thing, which is why we're going to read it. You mentioned you may have something in addition to it. Did you have something else you I wanted do. to? do. Okay. Yeah. So let's read this one first. All right. We'll start with this. Hi, Scott, Brian, and Wendy. For the purposes of the show, you can call me M. So I'll just assume this is like uh, James Bond kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I like that a lot. Oh, I- James, you're a relic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have really enjoyed the series on the voice in your head, and I wanted to reach out after hearing the episode on September 14th. This was a little while ago. I thought it was great that Wendy provided a book as a resource, so I was hoping for maybe some recommendations in that regard. My inner roommate is obsessed with mortality. It is similar to Scott's tendency to see an older movie and think about how all the actors are now dead. I still do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but a little bit more extreme. Uh, as I go about my day-to-day business, the voice frequently reminds me that things are pointless because we are all going to die anyway. This has been true for a long, for as long as I can remember. For example, I remember specifically that as a child, I would sometimes feel guilty that my room was messy because if I happened to die uh, while I was away from the house, then my family or someone else would have to sort out my mess. Uh, I never thought about this, or sorry, I never thought much about this memory until I mentioned it to my partner, and they told me it was a pretty abnormal thing to feel. I'm currently doing better, <laughs> but for a period of only a few months, uh, recently I found, or sorry, I found these thoughts to be debilitating. 
uh, trying to get work done, I have a demanding job, or be active slash eat healthy, or even make new relationships can be a challenge because my roommate always reminds me how temporary things are and how death is always around the corner. I have a strong support system and I am generally able to quiet the voice and still move on with my life, but it sometimes is very obnoxious and leaves me exhausted after doing basic things. I don't necessarily think that the thoughts would be classified as depression, but I don't want to die and I find uh, because I don't want to die and I find a lot of joy throughout my life. I think this is why I am finally writing in about the roommate discussion because that feels more accurate. I tried out therapy but couldn't find a good fit. I would love some homework or resources on how to quiet my roommate while I look uh, into maybe trying to find another therapist. Love all the content. Love the show though, M. Uh, so there, there's the there's the basics of it all. Um, yeah. I, I, I honestly, it feels a lot like what I do, except my, mine's a little goofier, and I don't get like super depressed about it. But I do think about this quite a bit. You do think, yeah, you think about mortality a lot. Yeah, yeah, it just kind of comes up, and it's not so much like oh, it's just it, we're all gonna die anyway. So what's the point? You know, I don't get like that ever. But it's sure. but I do sure. notice like I don't know. I'll see. Um, uh, the lead singer for Tears for Fears the other day is a weird one, but I saw yeah. him. Roland Orzabal uh, in his uh, Gandalf. Yeah, in his, his Gandalf, Gandalf getup. Yeah, and he was singing so good. Like, he hasn't lost yeah. a step on his voice. And he's singing uh, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and it's blowing my mind. And then I see the video, and I go, oh, my gosh. Someone hold him up. He's about to die. Like, just it's just like the first thing my brain goes to sometimes. And um, yeah. it feels a little like this. This feels a little bit more extreme and obviously is really disrupting his life. But um, anyway, Wendy, where do you want to where do you want to go with yeah. this? And Yeah. <clears throat> OK, so uh, first of all, his partner, b- bless them, um, but it's not that abnormal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's abnormal when you don't do it. You're like, what? Like, it sounds morbid or like just it's strange for you. But I have met many a people, many a person who um, their their roommate will talk in these ways. And and really, ultimately, we all have kind of an individual um, think of it as a set list for our roommate. They, they like certain topics and they're going to go there. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've met many people and, and often what they'll describe, it's kind of similar here, um, at being very young and like really young. And they remember laying in their bed at five years old and thinking about having an existential dread like moment and death, because death is really the one thing. Uh, maybe there's more, but you know, it's at least the universal thing mm-hmm. that, none of us can handle. <laughs> we can't overcome it. We can't stop it. We can't change it. We can't, right. It's coming for everybody. Um, and then for some people that, that thought, that concept, it's like, it, it just is on repeat for the, the inner thoughts. Right? Right, right. And so that is not all that uncommon. It's, it's maybe, you know, maybe at a dinner party, it's going to be one out of 10. So you're not going to, you know, maybe get everyone to have a, that same experience. I don't know that, exact numbers, but I've met many people <clears throat> and they always feel sheepish about ex- saying it, right? Because it really is something everyone has, you know, it's very, um, can be very fear-based, can be very scary. People get real religious on you all of a sudden. Like you, you just, you, you don't want to touch it with most people. And also people get real freaked out if you talk about death. It's just sort of socially an, a thing that maybe isn't as common to talk about, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that being said, um, we have a challenge here where it's, it's 
become problematic rather than it's a thought that flits across their mind or something. You, you know, know it's, it's like Go. when you say, oh, there's probably there are germs on doorknobs. Don't forget to wash your hands. And so yeah. you, you, you're a common sense person and you wash your hands occasionally, but then there's this, yes. there's this time where it's like, oh, I got to wash my hands all the time. Every minute of the day, whenever there's a sink, I'm washing my hands. You know, like it's, that's kind right. of what we're talking about. Right. Like that level. Right. Of, right. Yeah. So for example, you know, when there's a, um, a warning on a movie or a TV show or something where like, you know, adult themes, um, suicide will be discussed, mm-hmm. you know? Or any anytime on the show, you know, I should do it and I forget sometimes. But like uh, a trigger warning, right? Because sure. the, the reality is for some folks, they are in a different mental space and it can just exacerbate problems that are already occurring. Um, and for someone like this, it might be just that like it's not the suicidal thinking, but the thoughts of death. You're going to see some, you know, post on Facebook or something that's just like, remember you are small and that the universe is, you know, some way of trying to get someone else to be a little more humble (laughs) and you go right to a certain place. Right. So life is the trigger warning for death. Truly like enough, a baby's born. Uh, if you're, if your roommate is really obsessed with, you know, sort of thinking about some of these topics, you can just find it anywhere. Okay. The problem is not that the thoughts ever occur. The problem is that they get so much space and then, cause problems. So like, I'm trying to remember what he said about, uh, sort of recent months, he found them to be debilitating. Right. Mm-hmm. So trying to get work done, be active, mm-hmm. any choices that are like building a future, mm. right. Maybe I, I got to do this to get paid. I, I want to be healthy in 10 years. So I got to start eating well now or whatever those like future thinking things might, might also specifically trigger this of like, hey, you know, none of this is worth it. This effort you're about to put in is is not worth it because you're just going to die. Everyone's right. going to die. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when that's all happening, that's when it starts to interfere. And, and and I, this is so reductionistic, so forgive me, but anything you find in the DSM-5 uh, that is the statistical manual of mental disorders, right? Anything diagnosable, everyone has a just like us midge of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when it, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and disrupt, disrupts your life and you cannot live the life that you want to live, then it gets into diagnosable territory. Then it's, you know, pathological or not pathological. Um, sure. Yeah. Sure. Pathological. Pathological. That's the word. That's the word. Yeah. That's the professional As in pathology. Word. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway. So, yeah. And so you, that's what's the movement has gone from, Hey, maybe this is a thing that's happened here or there to now it's causing problems. So the question is, yes, find a therapist that fits so you can really work through this. Great. Sounds good. In the meantime, um, and I think this is where, you know, this is going to sound too simple, but, and it's a little bit along with kind of the series we did about the inner voice is, is actually meeting the voice, interacting with the voice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I will have people, it's as simple as, Hey, try to bring that up right now. Mm. Let's connect with it right now. Like bring the voice feeling. up. Like what is the voice telling you right now? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. do it do it Have while it it's hot. Stri- right now. Strike it while or strike that iron while it's hot, right? Like get yeah. it now while it's and, being loud. And what you can sometimes what sometimes happens is that whole roommate retreats just like, oh no, don't look at me. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you're gonna shine the spotlight on me. Yeah. No. yeah. My whole job is to get your attention to tell you how scary the world is. But if you look at me, 
and say, hey, what's up? Let's talk about how scary the world is. Uh, do you, I don't have any job past the trying to get your get your attention yeah. while you're doing something else, yeah. right? So it's the uh, it's this is where mindfulness meditation or any of those other sort of things come into play, where you are giving your attention to the thing as a the thing that's trying to get your attention. You actually give it your attention, right? Right. So this is why a therapist might be helpful to to do that practically with and practice that and have them guide you as you are connecting with um, okay that part. And then as as we've done on the show before, maybe this will be familiar to this person, but just like what does it need you to know? Like you're, you're doing your taxes mm -hmm. and this part jumps in and is like, Oh my God, you're going to die. Everyone's going to die. No, this is worth it. Don't pay taxes. You know, if you kind of turn to it and just say, okay, what, what do you need me to know? Well, yeah. you're going to die. You, don't you your taxes. A, you missed a decimal point on your, uh, <laughs> right? I just wanted to alert you to that. I just, <laughs> I just don't have other words. All I know yeah. is we're going to die. Right. Exactly, yeah. Um, and, and really, like, what is it trying to get your attention for? And 99% of the time, I'm going to jump to the answer that's 99% of the time, is it's trying to protect you against a thing there is no protection for. So take a relationship that you're, you're, a part of you is going, oh, something's off here, right? Like, it's just trying to warn you. This is maybe not good for you. And sometimes those inner warnings are highly tuned to frequencies that were trained in you as a kid, like, all oh, strangers are dangerous. I wonder why anyone has anxiety, mm. right? Like, mm. you're already tuned into, these are not safe things, this is bad. And so suddenly you're faced with meeting a nice stranger and you're like, everything in me says, oh no, run. run. So yeah. it's not appropriate. It's just not appropriate. And But here's the thing, those things can be maybe a little more measurable. Whereas death, just... I mean, there's no one to argue with, right? Because we don't get, I mean, we can try seances. We've made a lot of attempts as a species to try to figure this out, <laughs> right? But yeah. it is um, really the, the greatest unknown. And I think this can show up in a lot of ways. People can have a lot of versions of, I can't control the ultimate uncontrollable. So I will, I, I have parts of me trying to control things, right? And so, hey, don't waste your time on this or that. And, you know, just we're all going to die is a really quick way to, like, stop you from whatever you might be doing. Mm -hmm. So then you got to get curious. Why is doing this alarming to that part of me? Right. Why does it not want me to pay taxes? Oh, I don't know. Duh, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> or I don't want to eat better or whatever. Right. Um, is I, what I'd be interested in. It didn't say in this, but is there any times where, like, you are having an absolute blast and the voice jumps in and goes, well, you probably should stop. This is pointless. You're just going to die. Mm. Or is it like just the, protective of like crappy experiences? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm trying to think if that's, that's happened to me before. It just be the guilt of, oh, you're, yeah, it's good that you're having fun, but this, all, <laughs> <laughs> this other stuff is going on and uh, that you have no control over kind of thing. It's just right. so, it's just so primordial to everyone. Like your reaction yeah. to mm -hmm. it may vary, but everybody, everybody will eventually not exist anymore. Every yeah. single person hearing this, us here talking, I'm working all on of AI us. to stop uh, stop that. From <laughs> yeah, we're trying uh, we're trying real hard to to do that. But that yeah, that yeah. is so built into all your decisions. So whether it's a uh, hypersensitivity to that, or you just only reserving it for when the bear's chasing you, it's still this. Mm -hmm. You know, you still have it, right? 
Because mm-hmm. right. your your survival instinct is just, your, it's your humanity. It's what you, what else do you have? Everything is about surviving. So I guess yeah. I'm not surprised that, that, that or, what am I trying to say? I guess I'm, I'm a little surprised that more people aren't more freaked out yeah. all the time. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And really, we have a lot of protections, psychologically speaking, so that we aren't thinking about this all the time. And that we are getting up and doing our jobs because it is all pointless. <laughs> Yeah. Like he's not wrong, right? In in one sense of it, um, but our sis- our systems are absolutely built to get us to do things to survive. So maybe this, you know, this version for for him versus somebody else, someone else, they're never going to think about death. It's never going to cross their mind. Like what? That's morbid. No way. Well, you know, because that is that person's way of avoiding and being protected from that inevitability of oblivion or whatever, right? Like their brain won't let them do that. Whereas his brain is doing this other version of protecting him that's just got a different take, right? Um, And so the best way I've ever found with anyone and whatever their roommate is obsessed with talking about is to get to know that part really well, to get to know that roommate. And so it's really helpful to have someone help you because they're outside of you not inside of you hearing, um, you know, being in the, the hearing that space. Hearing. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it can be really helpful. So definitely, uh, I would, because here's the thing, maybe you don't have depression now, maybe you don't have suicidal thinking now, maybe, you know, but anytime anything is, is screaming at you all the time, it ha- it takes a toll over time. It's yeah. exhausting, right? Like he described that. Yeah. Um, being exhausted. It's right? it's interesting because you mentioned suicidal thoughts, and that seems ant- antithetical to survival, right? It seems mm-hmm. like that should mm-hmm. be in people's minds not this not the thing you would think of. But I think the more I think about that, I've thought about this a lot. If if you're thinking about that, and not everyone's the same, and I'm not trying to apply this to anybody who may be going through this, so just know that when I say this because I'm very uninformed about this, but. It seems like maybe it could be part of the same thing. Part of your survival is yes. you want to control where you're headed. And if mm-hmm. you can't control it, then you take it into your own hands to control it. It seems like that's connected in some it's a weird kind of survival in a weird way. Yeah. It is. It is. And and I feel like we had an episode on this a long a while it was a while ago. But again, trigger warning, we're talking about suicide. Yeah. Um but this idea of like how it overrides everything that is biologically necessary, right? That's happening to keep you alive. It, it is like a, maybe a warped or distorted version of protecting you, right? Um, that it would end because again, the brain's not like, Oh, you know, what's good for you. You know, what's good for you is vegetables, exercising regularly, getting some good sleep. Like it doesn't do it. It does not, motivate you towards those behaviors that are always good for you. It motivates you for whatever it thinks is going to keep you alive and whatever it might be. Right. Right. And so sometimes it's lying and often it's lying. And then sometimes it is, it just can get caught in different loops. Right. Right. And can get stuck in certain ways. And neurochemically, we can, we understand some of that from a, a, a chemical perspective. Um, but okay. So you're right, Scott, I think that can be, it's, it's a, a distant cousin to that. Mm. And, you know, so you, people can have thoughts of death and never have suicidal thoughts ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's possible. That's true. You can also have 
never have any of these experiences and then suddenly have suicidal thinking, right? So the shift to suicidal thinking is what you need to be wary of. There is a wonderful phone number everyone can call. It's 988. I don't know why it took us this long to get a three number, but we've got it, people. Um, The suicidal hotline, people are amazing and can talk you through all that you need to be talked through. So call that number if that's occurring and get and get some help because there is help that the thinking can feel so persuasive and so strong yeah. and so real. Um, and it's not until you can get out of that distorted thinking and you'll need help getting out usually. So if you're thinking, Oh, it's kind of getting worse. Call now, yeah. do it now. I mean, is there, um, it, it feels like human life in, in all of its, wherever you're talking about it from birth all the way to death is such a hard topic for people. Mm-hmm. Um, be, you know, just going through this stuff with Kim's sister, it's, you know, part of me is like, man, we're, we're way kinder to our animals when they, when they, sh- you know, they're starting mm-hmm. to deteriorate. We're like, whoa, second tumor on the, on the dog. Uh, it's time we put her down and you do a very respectful thing and you, and you do all of that. We don't do this to people. We no. drag it out so long, no matter how much mm-hmm. pain they're in. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like it Just sucks. Us, yeah. Our own feelings. But that top. Own. But that conversation is hard on yeah. every yes. level. Yeah. Because I guess I'm just marveling at how how humanity it's so ingrained in us to survive and to make each other survive that when there's any kind of discussion around any of it, including this, it's just complicated. You know. Right. It's not simple. Yeah. Like well. My Ford started sputtering. I think it's time for a new car. You know, like we don't even think about it with other stuff. Who cares? But yeah, but when it yeah. comes to human life, it's like so hardcore all the time. Yeah. And you can't. And yeah. there's a great book Amy Bloom wrote. I think it's called In Love. Anyway, it's about her husband being diagnosed with um, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. What was it? Lou Gehrig. Something that like his death was pretty imminent and inevitable. Yeah. And he was still in sound mind. I think it was Alzheimer's. Um, and how she tried to find a way for, you know, some end of end of life ending yeah. care and how that's impossible in the United States. We are, we are the top in the world and making sure you live forever. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and we have billionaires who like, that's their whole gig too. Right? Yeah, like, right. Let's make everyone live forever. Yeah. Um, and anyway, she had to go to Switzerland and it's quite a story. Um, but this idea of like, you know, we're, we're, we're very, very motivated to have life last longer. And so that's both from our own internal experiences and what we project onto other people. And there's a biological need there, but what it really means truthfully is that we are real bad at grief. We're really bad at maybe our feelings about any of this, right? There's some really fun um, studies you can read about with psychedelics at um, John Hopkins on the death and dying. Mm. And that's where some of the first studies have been, were allowed to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, and folks who were, you know, terrified of death and dying. And these were, you know, they were terminally ill patients and having a couple of experiences where they felt one with the universe and their ego kind of went offline and just, you know, just how, how quickly they were able to start to process the, the inevitability of their death and, actually feel less afraid and it's just fascinating right like oh we can do something chemically to someone's brain to change that is mm. 
pretty wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pe- religious people can have a similar thing or someone who has said everything they needed to say to everyone and, um, <clears throat> you know, whatever their deathbed ending was, they could find peace. I mean, I, I think we get there maybe. And I think a lot of people don't get there, but I, th- I think um, we're not great at this. And so he, he comes by all this honestly. And then here's the other question I would ask and have him work, have his therapist work through this with him is how was this talked about when you were a kid? Like, mm-hmm. did that roommate just come out of nowhere? Cause I have met people. I feel like it kind of does. Um, and then others it's, their mom was real anxious and safety was uh, obsessed about yeah. and don't get hurt and don't die. And, you know, so, so maybe there's a piece of that there or, you know, what else happened in your younger years where the concept, what was the concept of death like? Did you have an animal that died? How was that treated? You know, you just start to get maybe curious as to the background for why the roommate is talking so much about this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, Yes. Okay. They wanted a book because they're going to find a therapist in the meanwhile. So a mm. book that talks actually uses the term roommate. Mm. Um, a lot of people use the term roommate, but this one specifically is, um, it's basically like a nice little Buddhist book about figuring <laughs> some stuff out. Anyway, it's called the untethered soul. Maybe you guys have heard of this. I have. Oh yeah. M- yeah. Michael Singer is the, the author. I don't actually love his writing style. I'll be honest, but the concepts are great. And I think, that would be a good, before you get your therapist in, in order, maybe grab that book. Um, and the, one thing I don't like about it, the take is sort of like, don't listen to the roommate. Whereas I'm the opposite. I'm like, listen to the roommate. Find yeah. out what this roommate needs to tell you. See if we can have Ooh, a little See, more that's interesting. Because your, your style is very much like confront your thing. Yeah. You take care of your own stuff. And that makes a lot of sense to me. We had somebody, I'm not going to name people, but somebody in the chat earlier had said, Oh, I love Therapy Thursday, but I don't think I can listen to today's segment now that I, I've, you know, because we previewed that it was a follow up to some of the inner, um, yeah. the inner roommate uh-huh. stuff, and they had to bail. And it got me to thinking, and no, no shade or shame their direction for this at all. Of course. Like, you know, you got to do whatever you got to do. But my, my, my initial reaction was this is what we do when our survival instincts kick in. Uh-huh. Like, I understand this idea that if you, it's almost childlike. Like if you close your eyes, nobody's in the room, you know, that whole idea. Uh-huh. I do that with some stuff where I just don't want to deal with it. And so oh, yeah, I we all do. pack it away and push it away and not look at it directly. Whereas, you know, there are plenty of people in the chat since and 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 certainly since we've been talking about this this concept over episodes who have leaned into it in, in a very, you know, aggressive way. They want to, to he- do it head on. And that's just an interesting illustration yeah. of kind of the whole problem, right? Like it's yeah. still, it's emblematic of what you're talking about overall. Anyway, just yeah. something I yeah. noticed. Yeah, the, the, exactly. Which is why, you know, I, and this is in the end why a trigger warning matters when one is offered, right? Or or maybe we should offer more or something. And it is not because someone can't handle something or not. It's because everyone's at a different place with different things for different reasons. And you're not ready at times, like mm-hmm. rightfully so you're not ready. And I think about the things, um, I've been doing this thing with some friends, which has been fascinating. You guys should really try this. Um, I have these friends from a long, 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 long time. And there was one friend who kind of just disappeared, like kind of moved herself out of the group forever. Mm-hmm. And so about 25, 20 years, 
I don't really know what happened to her. I kind of do, but not really. And she doesn't really know what happened to me. So we've been doing this, sending each other messages and we're, we're taking like five year chunks and saying what happened in our life. It is, first of all, I thought my memory was worse than it is. Apparently I can remember if you just give me a chunk of time to talk about, but what, as we're doing this, I'm realizing like in our early twenties, we had some really hard stuff that we were dealing with and to, to be able to like convey it now to someone who's very mature and emotionally intelligent and cares about me and I care about them. Like, it's just been so cool. It's like we were kids together and now we get to be adults of college kids <laughs> um, together with all sorts of skills we did not have at 22. Yeah. But, and now we can go through that history and talk about how we were feeling, what we were doing. Anyway, it's really, it's really been fun. But it, the real realization is, whoa, life was actually kind of hard. <laughs> like, yeah. I forgot. And it's because we tend to, we're in what we're in at that moment. If you had asked me then to explain anything I'm saying to you today, I would not have been able to do any of this. Yeah. I could not mm-hmm. say any of these words. I had no experience. But that was when dad died. That, that was the era we were talking about, yeah. 2000 to 2005. Yeah. Um, and just all the ups and downs and uncertainties in my life were just all over the map because that's what that age is for. Mm-hmm. And it was particularly tough, but I, I, I couldn't articulate any of that. I don't even know if I would want to hear half of the things I can say now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're just not ready at different stages and phases of life. And so if you ever have this thought, like, I do not understand that, or I think people are making it up when they say blank, just hold on because <laughs> yeah. time will teach you that there is more to every story. Just maybe at this point, you don't, you don't maybe, maybe get it. Right. But also to honor where you're at too. I don't, I don't recommend you go rushing into something you are not ready to hear. Yeah. Um, it'll work its way in. Don't you worry. Um, So anyway, I appreciate you sharing that. It's interesting too, (laughs) that, um, I do a little of this with doctors, but the, the old phrase, uh, what I don't know won't hurt me. Uh-huh. I think some people use that in ways that are detrimental to themselves. Like I know as a side example, dad hated going to the doctor. He just uh-huh. refused to do it if he had to fine, but he would, he wouldn't schedule anything like mom would make him go or whatever. He just didn't, tr- didn't like it. Didn't trust him. Didn't like Dennis. Didn't like any of that stuff. Just wasn't the thing. It was a thing for him. I don't know if it's generational or what, but it's very likely that had dad been more actively doing preventative visits to the doctor, they may have caught that enlarged heart thing and done something about it. And he could very well be with us today. So I find myself doing this a little bit, not quite to that extreme, but um, there was a time where uh, when I was working on my blood sugar, they're like, well, you need to be testing your blood sugar every day. And I told my doctor, it's like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't want to look at it. I can't look at it anymore. Because even when it's good, and it was, I was improving, it just was this constant feeling of like, what's out. it going to be? What's it going to be? Oh, whew, that yeah. number's okay. We're okay. Okay. Oh, next time, here it comes and it's going to hurt. And, you know, and, and she actually said, I want you to stop doing it. She says, first of all, your numbers are in line right now and that's good. Keep doing what you're doing. But also, this is not good for you mentally. And then she did what you always do, which just says, you know, this could be something you could work on in therapy. But I think a lot of people do that. They just think, mm-hmm. well, if I don't know what, if I don't know something's going on, like I had a friend say, I'm not getting a colonoscopy. And his, and I said, why? 
He goes, ah, you know, you only find stuff if you're looking for it. It was kind of like saying, (laughs) it's such a weird thing to say, right? But he really meant it and he really didn't go and and still refuses to because he doesn't, he's like, ah, if it happens, it happens. That's his attitude. And I used to think, wow, people are brave about the unknown. (laughs) But I actually, now I'm convinced that's him showing like almost extreme fear because he's he's done an extreme uh, measure to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and made sure everyone around him knows I refuse to do yeah. a thing and I'm super cool about it, even though internally I'll bet this is a hard thing for him. Anyway. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. when you watch someone slowly die of colon cancer, you change your tune, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you, yeah. And that's sometimes mm-hmm. just experience, right? Like just having more experience or opening yourself up to like, because, and here's the thing about aging and death. It's common for everybody. Why do we? Why are we all ageist? Because we're terrified, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's scary to see yourself melting in the mirror. It's scary to, you know, suddenly realize like, oh, what I used to think was the oldest human on earth was is actually my age, and now I'm there. Or seeing people you know and care about get sick or whatever, right? Like <clears throat> this is in everybody's future. This is a hundred percent guaranteed for all of us. I don't care how many billions of dollars people spend to try to. Yeah, it's not going to matter. Yeah, it's not. Um, And also, the long, long history of people trying is amazing, (laughs) right? Like this is not news. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been doing it forever. Um, Anyway, but okay. So, so I wanted to tie into something to for this emailer um, because I got another email, like the exact same moment. You sent me this, and then I got this one, and I thought, wow, these are interesting, and they tie together. So this is from No Name. And this is it. Okay, real quick. Hi, I love your show. Mm-hmm. So I may be dying, and I need to know what I can do to make it easier on my family. Mm. It is just me and my wife and my mother and my father and her mom. So what should I do to make it sure it goes smoothly for them? Wow. That's all they sent you is just that? Mm-hmm. Dang. Okay. Right? Yeah. So why is that solemn for us, right? Like both, yeah. you felt it, everyone feeling it's you, Yeah, I mean, because you know, like you basically... Hearing that they both know the end is coming and they're able to um, ask a question that that really sounds like, yeah, I know it's coming. I've accepted it. We've moved on past that. Now it's time for me to think about what I leave yeah. behind for, for other people. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I hear that and go, wow, what a mature, for sure. sensible, yeah. like, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe that because that feels so hard to do. Yeah. Like I would think, I mean, maybe that person is just is very pragmatic about everything in their life. And that impresses the crap out of me. Um, Because I know I would be not thinking that. I would be like, what am I going to do? How am I going to do it all? There's all the stuff I haven't done. Like, you just have all all those normal, you know, Mm -hmm. things to say. But it's still, like you said, the reaction is still kind of a solemn one. It's still like, oh, man, you know. And the thing I wanted to do is juxtapose the the two situations yeah the roommate in the one email is trying to get this guy to act like he's dying right yeah Yeah. and then the other one is dying yeah Mm -hmm. and is like all right what do i need to do right i and i that's very short i don't know anything else right but we're gonna just use it as as how it sounds right which is like and this, this is one of the hardest things about being a human being is that 
the suffering you experience that comes from thoughts, that comes from feelings that just show up, right? Stories you're telling yourself, loops you get stuck in, that all of that suffering about a thing, and, and in this case, about a thing that's not happening, mm-hmm. right? Or it's it's happening slowly. It's happening like it is for anyone, right? But, um, you know, other than that, like a robust, happy, good life, healthy, doing all the things. Mm. And it, it's it's chipping away at this person's energy and, and their actual life versus r- the realness of the other the person that's actually happening. And what people will describe um, is clarity that comes, right? Like when the truth is there, um, you know, that just shifts your brain. Our brains do something very different when maybe it is actually time to die. Um, And that's the thing most of us maybe don't know because we don't talk about it or we don't read a book about it or we don't follow up on, you know, death and dying studies, you know, this is, not something we're we're focusing on, um, and so I, I wanted to also share that just as because I want to answer that question, but also just motivating the first emailer um, a little bit of like a part of your brain is telling you about death a lot. You you need to spend some of your life energy to figure out why, so that it doesn't take more energy than it needs to. Mm. It's just working harder for some reason than it is in in other people and. Believe me, it's still working in other people. It's just working too hard to get your attention. And you got to get curious about why. Mm. Um, and then for the other person, I mean, we could take that at like a whole other episode, I guess. But my my first thoughts when, you know, what do you need to do to make it easier on your family? Because so many people, like your, your Scott, your response makes sense why we're all living till, you know, on on medication and machines as long as we possibly can because it's really hard to let go of life right yeah Mm -hmm. um and so if we think about i don't know what this person's family is like but there's a wife and parents and um a grandparent and and so just know it's going to be really hard it's going to be really hard for them Mm -hmm. so more importantly than than what we think might help them is you got to ask them what might help them. You can also find resources where people have had others do for them who are preparing to pass. That's been really helpful. You know, maybe it's that you, you write a lot of things down, maybe that you make some video recordings. Everyone's going to decide how they grieve and what they will look at or not look at. So I don't recommend forcing them to have anything like, you know, like your picture pops up every time they turn the TV on, maybe don't do that or something, you know, like, yeah. um, but you, you know, what is it that you, you kind of consult with them a little bit and also what feels right to you? Um, because this is hard. you you deal with your own death and then you're managing everyone's emotions around you at the same time. It's a really, it's a really difficult position. Mm. So to engage your support system in doing that and, you know, sort of if you have the time to be thoughtful about this and ask them, you know, create some rituals or memories or things that, that you think would be helpful, but check in with them too, because they may or may not like, for example, let me just make this clear. I never want a surprise party. So anyone listening who thinks anyone else would want to just know, I don't like them either. I hate them. 
So yeah. if so if Adam reaches out and says, "Hey guys, I'm throwing a surprise party," stop him. Tell him not to do it. <laughs> she doesn't want that. How do I don't you not know that. this? <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. what you'll realize as you are really consulting with other people, it's often what they want. You you want to be clear, and when you're gone, what do they need and want? Because that, you know, mm-hmm. but also mm-hmm. recognize what you need and want matters too. Yeah. And so some real conversations need to be had, and and. So, so there's the irony of the two emails, right? One is a conversation internally and the other one is a conversation externally Yeah. <laughs> of like being able to, to, to navigate the hardest part of life because nobody has actual answers for, or no one has the right formula for everyone. Um, you know, we're also very removed from death. We're dying in hospitals away from what, well, you know, other people are caring for you versus at home, you know, I think that's changed, changing a little bit, but yeah. we're just, we're not good at this and, and that's okay, but we can get, get better at it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, this has been good. This is a good week for me to hear all this. So, um, I'm glad that we, that we went down this path and I hope that person uh, can get some, you know, some relief. Check out that book. Wendy talked about the untethered soul, the journey beyond yourself by, uh, Michael A. Singer. And hopefully the new therapist is able to help you better than the old therapist. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Why is it, Wendy? And if you I got, end up Buddhist, it's not my fault. Wendy, here's a here's a. <laughs> I have an aesthetic question. How come all these yeah. books look like they're almost identical? <laughs> that you always recommend <laughs> they all look like like the, the brochures you get at a at a mortuary. Yeah, or it's really weird. Like they're all green. They have a green stripe on top, a kind of aquamarine blue color combo thing for the middle. It's, it's always soothing. It's and always a horse these. that looks like a, yeah. a unicorn. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, all these books. Uh, I have a question. What should it be? I don't know. Like I. Honestly, my you know, I read painting. (laughs) I read I read a lot of fiction, so I'm not a good source on this because everything I read has got you know big orcs on it. It should be a scantily clad barbarian holding a massive sword. Yeah, saying find your inner self. uh, (laughs) But for whatever reason, they're always this color scheme. That's always this weird thing, and I and it's fine. Maybe that's just what this subset of books is it's Indeed. totally yeah. what people yeah <laughs> i love that and what you just should need it be? To be calm when you pick it up so i think that's the blue yeah. uh, tendency yeah. right i think you're right uh, i think a nice opposite would be funny like just like a skull with like bad fire <laughs> like the untethered soul <laughs> yeah takes on a whole other yeah. meaning when you see it that way um all right well this has been good wendy i hope uh, your cold continues to abate or your uh, your flu, whatever it is, that sucks. Does anyone yeah. else get it, or are you the soul? Uh, you're the soul getter. Just me. Uh, in fact, uh, I think Elliot gave it to me, and it was just like a little sniffle and a tiny sore throat for two seconds, and then I freaking kids. I got the mom version, which was awesome. Yeah, the old people version is always worse. The kids come home, it's nothing for them. Whatever. Yeah. They're playing Fortnite freaking by five. Fall. Uh, fall. Um, yeah, but Real Steps is starting soon. Oh, good. Fall. So please go to realsteps.org. And sign up, and it's going to be a blast. And people are already signing up, which is great. I haven't, ha- haven't even sent an email out. That's supposed to be what I was doing, but I had a cold. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Do, do you- uh, but yeah, please. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, it starts, what's the month? November 6th. So the you have to tell November 5th to sign up. One month. Yeah. One, Earth one month. month. Oh, yeah. Today's the 5th. You got one month, everybody. That's plenty of time. One month. Baby. Get in there. Get that done. Uh, Wendy, have fun. I hope you never get a surprise party, and I'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. I'm just like her. I hate them. Can't stand them. I like throwing them for other people. That's fun.
Yeah. Like I'd love to throw a party for whoever, but I don't want to have I hate it when is it's it me. is it less about the the shock of the surprise and more about the oh my god, you guys are gonna so much effort and just a par- just throw a party for me and tell me about it. Yeah. Don't need to go to all this effort kind it's of thing. It's mostly that second thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't yeah. care about the shock of it. In fact, most of the time yeah. you can kind of see these things coming, but I don't know. I just feel guilty the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Scott, make sure you don't make any plans for October 19th. Yeah, that's happened before. Yeah. Um, all right. That's it for all that. Quick reminder about our schedule moving forward. Brian, uh, though, may do it early. Uh, Coverville. Yeah, it might just- be at 12. Keep an eye on Twitch.tv. Best thing to do is uh, just go over to Twitch.tv slash Coverville. Ring the little bell so you get the notifications whenever yeah. I go live. Yeah. Uh, Mike, yeah, like you said, Mike Orley. I'm meeting uh, Len Peralta oh. for dinner tonight. Um, oh, what's he doing in Jawbone Denver? Radio's own Len Peralta. He's in town uh, for a conference that uh, for the company that he works for. So oh, cool. we're going to go out to dinner. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Len one time in my life. Oh, really? That's it? That's it. Saw him at the that Vegas one, thing, uh, and that's it. Never anything since. Yeah, or before. And podcast, we've had these opportunities. Uh, like when I was in Ohio, we had tentative plans but then he had something come up and we couldn't make it work and so it's been years and years and years so i mean len peralta is uh in a way responsible for us working together i think because it was me talking to him being a guest on jawbone radio and him saying hey i'm going to be on elr to celebrate no the instance to celebrate my uh, hitting 40 or something on my yeah. on my hunter in world of warcraft Yep. You should listen to the show. I'm like, oh, I don't play that game, but I'll listen to the show. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. Now I'm going to play the game. Now you're going to play the game. Yeah, I think that yeah. is how it started. Even though, without your knowledge, I was listening to Coverville before that. Yeah. Just happened to be a listener. Yeah. And then that all happened. I was like, oh, okay. And then, yeah, the rest is history. So we may we may have still, you may have still invited me to be on the LR. And Might have. Lynn had nothing to do with it. So really, pff, F Lynn. Yeah, F Lynn. We don't need Go to lunch with yourself. <laughs> Go to lunch with yourself, dinner or whatever it is. Exactly. No, that's that's great. Tell them hi, and I'm uh, I'm excited. We'll you guys get to see each other. That's cool. Yeah, be great if uh, be real. Uh, cues up right at the moment that we're uh, sitting down to dinner. Just ignore can... your next one and have a late one. That's how you do it. That's how I sneak those in. Well, yeah, you could do that, but the better thing to do is to do your right one, and then you get the two bonus be reals that you can use. For yeah, there's the want. whole gamification of the thing. It doesn't Jeez. quite work on me, but yeah, I, I take your point. Oh, it does for uh, me. It's like, oh my god! I've only got two minutes. Pull the car over, yeah. quick! I know you. I know I've got a passenger in my lift. I like that you're committed to it. I look at it sometimes, and just go, oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah, right no, it's really more what it's like. Anyway, so possibly at 12 p.m. So really, in about an hour and 10 minutes, uh, Coverville Steve Miller Band. Yeah, it sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Core tonight, 5 p.m. for Core. Unless something changes, I'll let you guys know. But that is the plan uh, currently, and uh, lots to talk about. So check that out. Going to try to play 15, 20 minutes of uh, the new Assassin's Creed today because it just came oh, out cool. today. Yeah. And I'll be able to talk about that tonight. Uh, couch party tomorrow at 10 a.m. Uh, should happen as well. I don't know what we're yeah. watching yet, but we've been talking. I think so Monica has a creep show that uh, she oh, good. wants us to watch. Do you still have your shutter? I don't. So I'd have to okay. either re up that or I'd get, uh, I bet we can find a complex version of it. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Someone somewhere. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do some Halloween business there. Uh, play retro will be Friday this week and it might be there forever because 
Dunaway's got a change in hours at work. They moved him to a four-hour work week thing. Oh, nice. A four-day work week? Or four-hour four work week. Four-day. Okay. Sorry, not four-hour. I was going to say, a four-hour work week really makes us, we might want to consider rescheduling film sec, too. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We could do all kinds of things. No, he's. I, I think he just frees up a little bit of his Friday. Whether it's permanent or not, I don't know, but we're going to do it at 2.30 on Friday. Uh, this week, it, just, it was because of my stuff, but... Um, we're going to be talking about Syndicate and the uh, incredible oh, yeah. legacy cool. of the game Syndicate. Wow. Uh, that'll be 2.30 Friday afternoon. And then Film Sack this weekend, The Conjuring. I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday this week. Is it Sunday? I'm hoping it's Sunday. But I think I it know. is because I think he told us he needed all of October. I thought so too. But last week, you know, you know, we, we had the wrong day because yeah. that, that was October. Well, I guess we would have had it September but we moved it to October because we thought he needed us to do it for all of October. Is the yeah, thing. so that's I, I. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that was under that impression. I think there was some confusion there, but we'll ask him today. We'll clarify all that. Either way, you guys will yeah, get an watch episode. Watched last weekend. night. Funniest comedy I've ever seen. Oh yeah, the con the the comedy during the comedy during. <laughs> Had There's you seen something it? Something about Annabelle. Yeah. This is what it, <laughs> the subtitle. Had you seen it before? Because you were saying yeah, you weren't sure. Okay, you had. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that'll be fun. Our our Sacktober continues. So check that out this weekend. And if you are uh, on the internet already, and many of you I know are, okay, all you got to do is sign up for our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/tms. I'm told they changed their logo today. Let's see what this is. Oh, Patreon did. Yeah, let me go to Patreon.com. Oh yeah, it's like I a little they... uh, a little bean or something. Oh, totally a little brrrt. Yeah, what happened to the P? I guess that's a Explore P. Explore the new Patreon. Now you have even more ways to share your world directly. Yeah, we could do we could do live chats with just our patrons. Yeah, know, they got all tool. kinds of stuff they added, right? Yeah. Um, let me log out and look at this new page. Oh yeah, weird. That's a oh, weird geez. logo. Man, you go to this page and it's an instant like uh, Jack Conti and his big old beard about to tell you uh, everything new that that. Uh, That's how he do. Doing. Yeah, he's like, how hey, he look at my beard. Look at my beard. Uh, I'm taking a break from the 14 bands that I'm part of to tell you about the this tech thing that I've been involved with too. Wow, this Brah! this new page is crazy. Holy yeah. shit! Well, there you go. Patreon.com slash TMS. Learn yeah. it. Yeah, love it and learn it. Go sign up for ours because we need you. We need you, damn it. Every month we need you. Go there. Patreon.com slash TMS. That'll do it for today. We need to do some music, so I'll bet you brought us something. Of course I did. The Berm wrote in and said, uh, Guten Morgen, Schadenfreude and Bildungsraum. And wow. No birthday or any event. Just wanted to dedicate a song to a great member of the Tadpool, Bombats. Aww. Aww. Uh, this one goes out to him. Also, can I get a hunk of... Either version. Thank you yeah. both for what you do. Hell yeah. I uh, found the the real one here. Oh, good. I think. And hey. Nope. Ah! There he is. I knew he was right there. <laughs> I like that guy a lot. We also I have like him. Oh. You know, we'll always get nice. that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Why not? Uh, all right. This is a song called Gloano Bauer, but you might know it uh, better as a song by Wiedis called Teenage Dirtbag. This is a German version. It's got a little oompa oompa in there, so it's almost like a German polka version performed by Die Stiefelatze. Acha, she Stiefeljasia. Sure. Yes. It's something like that. I get the D right because it's D I E. I didn't say Die Stiefelzacha. <laughs> 
Intense. You're doing really good German. I'm impressed. This oh, is yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah, thank solid. you very much. Uh, this is a single they released in 2016, again, covering the uh, the Weedus song. I can't remember what they say in place of Iron Maiden. Maybe it's uh, Kraftwerk. Mm. I've got two tickets for Kraftwerk, baby. <laughs> Join me. Don't say maybe. Touch my monkey. Anyway, uh, here you go. Here is the song Gloriano Bauer by uh, that name that I just butchered. Nice. And if we don't see any of you this weekend on all our other stuff, we'll see you on Monday for a new TMS. Right on. Bye now. Und ich hab Traum von ihr, es war Schuss aus Spott. Auf einmal leid's beide, die sie steht raus und blickt. Ihr Bulldog verreckt. Sie sagt, geh zu, magst mich nicht retten. Und mich mit deinem Vario abschleppen, Baby. Ich bin Ein Schnauzer und Schlägte hat er Finsmeier Sepp. Er will er mit Puls sogar den Wind erwischt. Schlag ihn unterm Tisch. Bloß Pulver und selber nichts Kinder. Ich frag mich, was tut's an dem Finder, Baby? Ich bin bloß ein kleiner Bauer, Baby. Dies Wochenende ihr und mir fällt der Mut. Drei oder ist sich, wo sie Kinder zu mir. Mir schnackeln die Knie. Ein Mann so schön wie der Engel. Was will die mit mir bauen, Bengel? Ich hoffe zu Gott und bei zwei Karten, Baby. Zieh zum Hügehäri Ich such nämlich lang Schon gestandens Mann's
Get more at frogpants.com. You could not even give me a barking ticket. A barking? Diplomat.